How you doing? Are you Rosie O'Donnell? No. I'm just Rosie trying to... O'Donnell, Rosie Perez. Oh, I mean, I'm just trying to welcome you to the another installment of the Nimrod Generation podcast where it's space the final frontier, then the beer run, the corner store is the first stop there. You know me. It's that boy Leo. And with me as always. What'd you call me for? And yep. How dare you? Yeah, it's that one guy. That one guy back there. You know. Say your name, guy. Me. Hey, him. Is that boy V? Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) All right. Yep, yep. Ah, We're still continuing our descent into horror for now. But we decided to go in a different direction. Really, yeah. The 2022 release of the critically panned movie, The Monsters, the Rob Zombie film. Well, for this, I feel like we have to start from the beginning. But before we do that, are we drinking? Because we always stop by the corner store to get us some brew. Snacks, chips, anything? You got anything yep. there, Mr. V? Uh, well, yeah. Just trying to finish off this bottle of rum. I bought that huge-ass bottle of rum. But you know what? I'm going to get rid of it because I got a lot of Dr. Pepper and... Oh. With it. So it's a, it's a rum and pepper night. For the most part. I might break out that uh, 12% beer that I have. Yeah, I feel like I should have probably done the same. This time, I actually let my wife pick my beer. She liked the the image on the can. Good idea. I thought it, yeah, I th- but I thought it looked cool too. Uh, you know, I, I'm usually a voodoo voodoo ranger guy. You know, mm-hmm. so she bought or she picked the atomic pumpkin spicy release. I will admit this beer. Has a very good going in. You you stopped me at pumpkin. Yeah, but uh, staying in, like, not that I'm throwing it up, but. uh, Trying to keep it down. Yeah, like that spice after. It's not that it's spicy. It's just like, I feel like it fucks up my. In Spanish, it's like gastitis, like heartburn. Yeah. I feel like the beer gives me heartburn. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, no. Uh-uh. I, we've, I think we've established it before. Pumpkin and me is no. It's a big no, no. No, I, yeah, I understand. Uh, I, Pumpkin beer, where it belongs, in the trash. Yeah, I was just or trying to, I was just trying to, like, I told her to pick something that looks, I do try Oktoberfest for the most part on Yeah, Oktoberfest beers are fine. But uh, I, I just told her, like, pick something that's, like, since we're in October, you know, beginning of October, somewhat October. Pick something basic like, with pumpkin spice in it. No, fool. I just told her, pick something that looks like a horror theme beer. Mm. 
you know. I'm sure that's why it went down. Yeah, even though like this is the right voodoo ranger to get the uh, the imperial IPA. <laughs> this one, it's not it's not for everybody. I'll just leave it at that. I don't see why it says spicy on it. It should just say spice or you know. Whatever. No, no, no. It it actually has, like, it's literally brewed with pumpkin, cinnamon, and chilies. It says chilies. Yeah. Okay. It, it it does feel like somebody like really grinded a pepper in here, and so that's like the aftertaste. That's what I mean. Like, that's why. Oh, I forget like. it. Yeah. Double no. A lot of jalapeno beers use that weird ass aftertaste, and it's just not good at all. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for you, already pumpkin and the uh, the aftertaste just don't do. There's no. Yeah. For me, I don't mind the entrance, just that aftertaste is not that great. And then we've got this, I got this can of spicy chicken noodle soup, right? Mm-hmm. And on the label, it says spicy, but then it's got the spice meter and it's stuck at medium. Mm-hmm. That's spicy? Look at that spicy. That's seasoned. <laughs> yeah. Even even for me, that's seasoned. I don't, I don't normally do like... Really, really spicy stuff, but oh, did I tell you? you? Well, you know, that reminds me about my friend. He went to Chicago and they went to a Mexican restaurant, and on the bottom of the menu, it said it had a disclaimer it said, Mexican food is not spicy, it is just well seasoned. So don't worry. <laughs> oh, really? That's what it said? Yeah. yeah, that's what it said on the bottom of the, the menu. And I was like, what? No, forget it. Oh, yeah. And you're going to do that now, right? Hell no. Hell to the fuck no. If you guys are wondering what he's talking about, I am literally holding in my hands a Pocky One Chip Challenge, the 2022 edition. Yeah. I gave one to a supervisor. And uh, apparently the man can handle spicy food. He said everything was going good, mm-hmm. but the man sweated. <laughs> yeah, I I heard part of the aftermath of that, and he was like, "I fucked up. I <laughs> fucked up." <laughs> oh, he told you. Yeah. Yeah. But so, see, now I want to try it even more. So, oh, do you do you want to try this? Like, I'll I'll split this in half. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to go have these. Yeah, we go have these, see if we can handle that. Because, <laughs> dude, I swear, I was like, I remember asking him, I'm like, hey, man, like, let me take a video when you take care of it. Like, like the crunching. <laughs> like, Because I, I wanted him to do the actual challenge. <laughs> he just fucking, as I was trying to talk to him, because he sits in the in the in on the desk in front of me. So the computer is blocking me. We, we always talk like that, you know. <laughs> I just started hearing the crunching. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, you really ate it already? Like, yeah, it's all right. It's not that spicy. <laughs> and then, like, even an hour later, he was suffering from it. So I was all like, yo. Dang. Well, you know. Yeah, well, the thing what he said about this one, because this is a 22. I don't know if they have additions by year, but this is like the 22 one. Apparently, it makes your blue, your tongue blue. 
Well, apparently they have different editions for different years if there's a year on it. Yeah, this one is the Reaper Pepper and Scorpion Pepper. Hmm. Carolina Reaper. It just says Reaper Pepper. It's Carolina Reaper. I had Carolina Reaper Hot Wings. They're pretty good. Yeah, check that. So, yeah, if you're down to go half season on this, let's go. As well. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to do it at your house. And I'm going to have, like, an entire thing of Tums next to me and, like, a 12-pack of beer already open. Like, all 12 cans open, so I'm going to be like, look, 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 look. <laughs> and a pint of ice cream. Uh, uh, maybe not a pint of ice cream. You can get you one of those squeezable sour cream things. That too. You're right. Ready to stick the damn ice cream in one of those things with the where you put the, the frosting on the cake. Let it work. Let it work. It kinda reminds me, do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where like Homer ate the I forgot what pepper it was? Did you ever watch The Simpsons like that? Like it's a, it's an old episode. I might have seen it. It's like he was doing the chili challenge and like uh, Wiggum, I think it was Chief Wiggum, he had a, a special pepper in one of his and it looked toxic. Like it, it looked like like if it was in the plant or whatever. And then when Homer tried it, he, he tried he tried to eat a piece of ice cream like to his tongue and the ice cream kept melting before it even reached his tongue because it was so hot. And then, like, the whole concept was that he would go to these chili cook-offs and Marge would always be like, you only go and then get drunk. So he said, I promise not to drink beer. Being the one thing that could actually help him out, he did not drink beer. Like, he had, like, the whole thing of beer, was about to pour it, and she just, like, Homer! And he's like, what? Like, dropped it all over himself. Yeah. Sounds about is a classic episode. All right. I guess uh, check out our Instagram later on this month as we do the one chip challenge that we're going to split because, well, I don't want to die. <laughs> I can already tell you I'm not going to probably handle it well. All right. See what happens then. All right. But, yeah, like I earlier mentioned, about eight minutes ago, I think. We are talking the Monsters 2022. Let me ask you, are you a Rob Zombie movie fan? Actually, I can't. You know, I don't know, because I can't really say that I've seen a lot of his stuff. Well, do you know? Well, what have you watched by him? Oh, no. <laughs> well, that doesn't help. Uh, Devil's Rejects? I don't think I've seen that one. House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm mm. actually naming the mainstream one. See if you actually watched those. Nah, I don't think I did. Uh, pretty sure you haven't watched 31. Did you watch the Halloween remakes? No. Okay. I guess this is the first thing I've seen directed by Rob Zombie. <laughs> I was going to say, did you watch that episode of CSI that he directed? I used to watch CSI, but. Like, how long ago? I don't know how long. I, I just remember hearing that he actually directed an episode. Okay. Um, OK, then that that OK. Uh, do you like Rob Zombie, the singer or musician? Oh, yeah, I like, wow. 
Rob Zombie as a musician and White Zombie and all that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you have you listened to the last album? Yeah, last album was not that great. It, it, it felt feels plain, even for Rob Zombie terms, in my opinion. I know Slipknot just released an album. Yeah. I hope I don't piss off any Slipknot fans, but by the fourth tra- fourth or fifth track, I just kind of gave up. Yeah, I heard I heard the intro track, and I started to listen to the second one, but I had other stuff I had to do, so I just kind of stopped it. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know if like if I felt like I listened to if it sounded like a typical Slipknot album or not, but I don't know what it was. I just I guess I wasn't in the mood to listen to it. Yeah, there was just something about it you weren't clicking. So whatever, it happens. Yeah. But all right, so Rob Zombie, we know you're a music guy. He he did direct and do a lot of artwork for his album, so that's he did like direct his uh music videos and stuff like that. So you can kind of get an idea of I mean, I kind of saw it while watching the monsters. Like some of his uh color, I want to say color palettes, color <laughs> choices and all that. Yeah, and like the the lighting, the way he does like the neon stuff and all that. Uh-huh. Kind of felt like a Rob Zombie video. Yeah. Just uh, no music and just goofy. But I was going to ask you, do you, are you a fan of the series, The Monsters? Did you ever watch the original 1960s? Oh, yeah. I watched The Monsters and the Addams Family when I was growing up all the time. It was on Channel 20, local UHF station. Uh, UPN, in other words. Well, now it's UPN. Well, cause that, actually, that's where I watched it too. Uh, I watched it on UPN, and I used to watch it. I guess on ABC growing up a little bit. They'll, they'll play it like, like mid midday, like on a Saturday sometimes. Midday on a Saturday, yeah, maybe, but like yeah. But after that, it was until I was in high school, like it was my junior year, I want to say. That summer, I stayed up really late, and I was just up at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and, like, I just was flipping through the channels, and it was, uh, the monster, the Monsters was on, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I kind of remember watching this show, but... It wasn't until like then that I actually like watched it, watched it, uh-huh. and it was funny because prior to that, my dad would always like bitch and complain at me, like, "Hey, get up for school! Like, wake the fuck up!" You know, like I would always be that one kid that like I'll set like five alarms and it's been like, hey, five more minutes, All right, another five more minutes, you know. Uh-huh. But when I knew that the monsters were on at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> the only time that <laughs> Yeah, I'd be literally up at four o'clock in the morning, getting ready, watching it. Like sometimes, like my dad, like the thing is, I have the issue where I can't sleep very well. So like after I wake up or like get out of bed or move, mm-hmm. it's it's game over. Like I'm up, like that's it. I'm I'm not I'm not falling back asleep anytime soon. So it's not like I actually had the opportunity to be like, oh well, let me just get up, watch the show, and take another power nap. Yeah, I get that. But no, nah, it was it was a standard daily thing when we were growing up and it was every day during the summer. All summer? Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of around the time I checked it out too. 
definitely during the summer. I mean, when I was sick home from school, you know, same kind of thing. But yeah, every day during the summer, it's Monsters and the Adams Family, Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island, Gilligan's Island. I remember when I was a kid. Eight is enough. Which one? Eight is enough. I've never seen that one. It's old. It was a 70s show at Dick Van Patten and uh, a bunch of other people that now I can't remember the name. Willie <laughs> Ames was in it. Okay. Yeah, I know I saw Gilligan's Island. Uh, it used to come, like, yeah, when you said when you were on sick days or, like, whenever you had, let's say... In the summertime, sick days, they would come on before the afternoon cartoons. So that's when I would check it out. Yeah. I remember even, I know you and me watched The Red Dwarf. Yeah. And I watched, besides the Saturday nights that used to come on uh, PBS here, here on our local channel, I would watch it on like middle school, high school in the summertime because they would they would show the episodes like around two o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah, unless I was missing school, that's the only time I could watch it. Nah, I didn't watch that then when I watched Red Dwarf it was always like late on a Saturday on PBS. Yeah. But after that they, they released it like week like Monday through Friday or like at two o'clock. Yeah, so I think we both established we have a little bit of history with this series. Yeah. Oh wow. So I like the the coach, the monsters coach. That was a badass car. The Dragula? No, the coach, the one that they drove all the time. The Dragula was grandpa's car. Oh, that was the racing car. Yeah, that was the racing one. The coach? What coach? The coach was the one that they drove all the time with grandpa in the back and Lily and Butch. Patrick and oh, you're talking about the uh kind of like, a, like a model yeah it had like a model t looking top mm-hmm. front where herman and lily would say sit yeah, yeah that was actually pretty damn cool but then again it's another one of uh, grandpa's inventions movie wow okay so yeah we both established we know this show <laughs> Now, it this movie's pan horrible. Like everybody's talking a lot of smack. It's very rare that I hear some good reviews on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your opinion? Tell me your opinion of the movie. Well, the movie is a prequel to the show. Yeah. Uh, he Rob Zombie has admitted that yeah, it's a prequel, but it's also it's a prequel and a reboot. Like yeah. plans on doing more with it. I think I see it. I can see like an intro to a series because there was a lot of. Well, there were a few loose end kind of things where you could pick up a storyline and bring these characters back or do different things like that. But like when I when I went into it, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know anything about it besides looking at stills and that he put his wife into it and I've heard 
not so great things about her and her acting abilities, but I went into it and I was just, I don't know. I did not expect it to be in the same vein as the TV show was back then. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little more gritty or more realistic or more, you know, not as campy. But when I decided to just let it go, mm-hmm. welcome the campiness or whatever, I mean, I started, there were some dumb jokes, but there were some good jokes. And I mean, overall, it's it's enjoyable. You know, there's a lot of dumb, like I said, there's a lot of dumb stuff. Like, and it tries to be a little bit meta at times. But I did like Sylvester McCoy as Igor, and I thought it was kind of neat that they made a Count Orlock reference, mm-hmm. even though he turned into some techno fool, and I, I couldn't quite. <laughs> couldn't quite figure out what time period they were trying to put this in because they had like late 1800s Van Helsing vibe at the beginning and then it went into the techno and neon DJ stuff there was even a a block party at the end of the movie where the dude spinning two discs and stuff like they didn't have that shit back in the 60s yeah but you know he's he had the uh, the camera like from the fifties to the sixties and then the cars cars and certain technologies that were of that era and it's like okay when are you trying to put this because not all these things mesh together yeah I think at some points I feel like he forgot what he was doing man and like I feel like at some points like he thought oh. I want this to look like the show, but then like there's some parts where he, I feel like he's thought, oh, this well, this would have been funny if I just had this in here, you know, yeah. and and yeah, he, he did kind of mess up a little bit of his his whole time aspect. Now, where the whole Van Helsing thing, like, I feel like it's been done a lot, mm-hmm. where like they, you know, like the mon the monsters period, not the monsters, but the monsters, like they come from Transylvania or they always say the old country. Which you gotta remember, TV show always did that. They would always yeah. say, "Oh, back in the old country, it was like this." And it, me as a as a watcher, I always sometimes wonder, like, "Oh, like I think of movies kind of like uh, the Mad Monster Party, you know, uh-huh. like, think of the castle and all that kind of stuff." And I think, "Oh, you know, like." Is was it like that, or yeah, you think of like the Van Helsing days, or like when they make fun of like the whole Transylvania monster party situation scenarios, you know, like like those shows, cartoons, they they did have like the DJ spinning and things like that. I felt like Rob Zombie actually captured a lot of that fun parts of it to kind of see. I, I get what you're saying, but. He, I felt like he was just he was just having fun with it. And I can see that. It's it's more nitpicking than anything cuz like yeah. they had the they even had episodes of the monster or at least one episode where Herman went all leather rebel without a cause. Oh yeah. <laughs> and 
they recreate that in the movie. But it's like, okay, that was in the 50s and the whole beatnik and kind of garage punk style was more mid-60s, but they were kind of clashing them and mixing them together. And I mean, I I got it. It it, it was it was nice. It was whatever. I I didn't hate it, but it was kind of like getting back to the thing where I'm saying I'm nitpicking because timelines don't mesh. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta remind me right now. Like when you said that whole like rebel without a cause, I'm like he was Judas Priest before Judas Priest <laughs> even came out. <laughs> that was like that was so epic. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> yep. And yeah, it's it's great. Um, I do I did enjoy that he I I don't know, I don't like Rob Zombie films like say, oh, these are the greatest things ever. And I came into it with one of my biggest fears. Like you said, I think he was gonna try to make it more like realistic, more like up to date and all that. And I was speaking with Joey um, a couple of days back, and I always told him I felt that horror movies nowadays are kind of ruined because of technology, mm-hmm. like uh, cell phones and 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 you know computers and all that stuff. Like I feel like they they take away from the mystery of things, or they you know you know what I mean, right? Kind of. Exactly. So it it was kind of cool to, yeah. There's some technology that was put in this film, but. It, I was happy that he didn't go into like in debt, in depth into a lot of this stuff. Um, meshing the timelines, I didn't really think about it till you brought it up. To be honest, like I didn't think about it like that hardcore till you actually brought it up right now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I I think it works with the campiness of it. Yeah, I think so. I mean. Yeah. It- like I say, it's more nitpicking because it does let the story flow and it lets things go. Um, I did like he, I did like how he tried to stay true to a lot of the things from the show. Like Herman looks like Herman. Yeah, I just had a problem with his voice. <laughs> well, yeah, but Herman, I don't know. You can't. Can't expect the same. You can't expect the exact same, and it's better than the remake of the TV show where the guy had a super high voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like that. Um, I didn't like Mrs. Rob Zombie doing the weird ass voice. For oh, Lily. Really, really, Herman? Yeah, that's just. It was it was like she's trying to mix Yvonne DiCarlo and Elvira together. Yes, thank you. I just did not like that. Um, my one of my other, I'm not trying to make fun or anything, but half the time she looked like she had Parkinson. Yeah, she was bobbing and weaving a little bit too much, it's, and it's the so hair. You don't need to be doing all that, like Lily Munster. Yeah, she she did the things with her hands. Like, cause she spoke a little with her hands and all that, but she was always like, the, the her movements were like, I, I, yeah, I, I watched a fucking 3D movie where they're all in my face. She had her hands up. 
Yvonne DiCarlo as Lily, yeah. She had her hands up, but she would just point or barely move her hands. She wouldn't reach out and swipe at everything. Yeah. Like like Rob Zombie lady was. And then uh, more nitpicking, but in the beginning when she was kind of talking to Count Orlock, she said pestilence instead of pestilence. Mm, didn't catch that. Yeah, but... No, yeah, at that point, when she started talking, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Literally, like, <laughs> the, mo- the movie was actually not going in a bad direction until I felt like she spoke. I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, here we go. The shit fest begins. But I had an issue with her over-the-top acting. Yeah. It, it is, that's what it was. It was just over-the-top. She tried too hard to be Lily when she could have just not be herself, but she she didn't have to try so much. It's really, in, from the show, Herman was basically the only one who was over-the-top, but he didn't have a completely over-the-top persona it was just that he could go there and lily was calm and rational and straightforward thinking and you know cool grandpa was a an ass when he wanted to be all right grandpa in this film was kind of dead on no lie yeah grandpa was dead on in this film but before we get to him here's another lily thing that got on my nerves the blinking. It's like she would talk and then it'd be like. Yeah. Like it would like it'll pause two, three blinks. And then like she would move her head, two, three blinks. Move her hand with her head, another two, three blinks. I'm like, yo, like stop. Like she's blinking on like like on a set timer or something. It was so irritating to me. That's me nitpicking. <laughs> And it, well, it's basically she's doing an exaggeration of Lily Munster. She's not trying to be Lily Munster. She's trying to over like the top it. Yeah. It felt like a spoof. Basically. But see, that's the thing. Like, it, when you're trying to make this kind of movie, like, I don't think, I think he did everything right except because I, even Herman himself felt very spoofed. It's kind of like uh, I don't know if you watched the 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 later Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. Mm-hmm. Like so, in the original, at the end of the movie, you know, you have Leatherface do a dance. You know what I mean? Like with the yeah, chainsaw. Yeah, he's doing the dance. The chainsaw is the sunset yeah. Yeah, and then on the second film, they they kind of butchered it, where like he always did the whole like shaking the chainsaw over his head while shaking his head. Like it, it almost seemed like le- like you can have a drinking game and see how many shots you take while he does this in the entire film. Yeah. He does it over the top, like so many times. Like okay, it worked at the end of that film, but now you're just like overdoing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it was the same kind of thing. It's it's almost like he's trying to spoof Herman. No, I mean, this is the part that got me on my nerves. <laughs> like. That's how her laugh. I mean, yeah, but I is, dude. I literally just kind of for watching the film. I was watching the TV series. I I have it on DVD. Yeah, and it it he did not laugh that many times like that. No, he did not laugh that often. That's exactly how he laughed, but it was not 
at every little thing. Yeah. And I don't know why they made him. They they made the brain be a comedian's brain. Oh, I actually thought that was funny. It it makes sense a little bit. You like his personality. It kind of did, but Herman was never that much of a comedian in the show. Yeah. But it made sense. And I also, like, I thought Rob Zombie did a pretty cool job on that because of the whole, if you really think about it, if you think of the original Frankenstein movie where Mm -hmm. Igor went in to go pick up the brain and Frankenstein told him, like, pick up the good brain, not the bad brain. And Igor fucks up and, you know, drops the good brain. So he takes out the homicidal brain and and takes it back with him. See, I I felt like that was uh, a nod to to the Universal Monsters, which kind of the monsters, that's what they were themselves. Yeah. Like a nod to that. Uh, I thought it was pretty creative that he did that. Well, that was another good thing I, I enjoyed about this film. It was the origins made sense. Because when you watch the show, the show kind of just throws you into the whole thing. Don't doesn't give you a backstory. You never see like anything that tells you, oh, where they come from, what they did, who created them, why is the name Munster? Which it was kind of funny because he's technically named after cheese. <laughs> so Yeah, but I mean it's I guess it's good to know, but it, it's also like you don't necessarily have to have a deep backstory for everything just because you want to. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's starting from this direction, I guess that works for him. I guess. But, I, I didn't remember an Uncle Lester. Uncle Lester? It, yeah, he was there. Uncle Lester was there. And so I didn't remember Uncle Lester from the show, no. No, he was there. He was in season one. And... He was uh, also the, the 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 creature from the Black Lagoon. Or what was his name? Uncle something. Yeah, he he, he was he uh, made an appearance as well. And Uncle Lester was actually a hustler when he came uh, on the show. He actually tried to get Herman to say something else to get some money off of him. <laughs> so like I'm I'm telling you, like it made a lot of references back. Like I usually wa- try to watch the monsters like every like Halloween season or. Sometimes I'll just do like a summer thing. Like I'll just binge the shit out of it and just watch it back to back. Like really hardcore. Uh, it, it got to the point where like sometimes my wife, like she'll be in the room with the DVD player or whatever, or with the, with the Xbox or I mean the Xbox, the PlayStation. So I'm like, Oh fuck, how am I going to watch it? I ended up finding it. Like I was like, man, I wonder how much it is on Amazon prime. And at the moment I did that, they actually had it on sale for two ninety nine each season. I was like, why the fuck not? <laughs> Just I rebought it digitally so I can, no matter where I am, I can watch it on my phone or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's pretty good. I haven't seen one of the original episodes in quite a long while, so. So, yeah. it's it's always, like, fresh on my mind. So, like, even, like, looking back at some of these characters, it made it made a lot of sense, or like when uh made sense with the whole movie, monsters go home, <laughs> yeah, so the whole the whole concept of seeing like where they come from, how they fell in love uh it's 
I, I kind of want to see, I wanted to see Eddie, you know, I wanted like mm-hmm. to them to get to a certain point of it. I know they weren't, they weren't going to show that, but it's, it's cool to see them go from the old country to America. And then <laughs> that scene where like the lady's trying to sell him the house. Yeah. <laughs> and she's all like this house. And he's all like, Herman. That's not the house we want. We want this one. And it's like the old beat up house that they live in. Yeah. Like, why is she going to that nice new house? Yeah. It's like, why is she? No, they don't say nice new house. They're like, well, why no, they don't say nice new house. Because nice to them is hor- like, uh, nice to us is horrible to them. So they're like, they're, they're trying to swindle us, try, try to get this house. And like, Herman's over there talking, like, no. We're not gonna fall for your treachery. We're not gonna fall for this or that. And then at the end, the lady's like, "All right, sold." And then he just keeps talking and talking. Did think it would have been nice to see her in the Elvira outfit, but I realized it probably wouldn't happen. So mm, yeah, I told my wife about that. She's all like, "That's her." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> that was that was cool. Now. I would say that this movie's ending was a little iffy, but at the same time, it felt like the end of an episode. Yeah. That's where I was kind of skeptical. See, I I also did enjoy the fact that they gave you Igor's uh, origin. Mm -hmm. The bat. Because yeah. in the TV show, he always, uh, Grandpa always talked to the bat or whatever. And then, like, and I always wondered, like, oh, this must have just been, like, one of Grandpa's friends when he's a bat. Or because there's an episode where Grandpa turned into a wolf and he couldn't turn back. So, and then, like, the, the, the people, um, the rangers in the forest captured him. <laughs> and then, like, Lily and Herman go over there and try to try to talk to them. And they're like, oh. She's like, that's my dad. And they're like, oh, this lady's crazy. <laughs> like, you know, like she's saying that the, the wolf is her dad. And the, the what? <laughs> like, and then she's like having a conversation with the wolf. And it's it's like it's just like the it's so cheesy. It, it's 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 a product of its time for cheesiness. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing that I was always kind of expecting that laugh track to hit in the background. Yeah. For some reason, like it, it just like I'm so used to it. So when it didn't come and I was just giggling, <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, but that was pretty funny, you know, like. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's I mean, you can a good way to look at this movie is not just as a standalone movie, but as a pilot. Yeah. Series or whatever they're gonna do with it. That's. That's what's so great. I think that's that's what the direction this movie took is I think what is actually really good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it did give you it does have the pilot feel. That's a good way of putting it. But you know when when people try to try to reboot something and Rob Zombie has already rebooted in the past the Halloween franchise. Yeah. And I think he might have learned something from that. Maybe. Because a lot of people panned it and hated it because he tried to spin it in his own direction 
adding like all the extra Michael Myers stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Like how his childhood was abusive parents and how he liked to hurt animals and like all that little stuff. Like a lot of people are like, we didn't need to know all that about Michael. You know, and yeah. yeah, he he did add his stuff to it, but it felt like it felt like what how I would have thought about it. You know, like I think he did a good job. I probably would have just probably thought of something even dumber. Mm-hmm. But he took the concept of the actual show, like he paid respect to what was already established, and added enough without overdoing it this time yeah i can see that because he didn't didn't add too much to it there were certain little backstories that he put in there yeah like you're saying with igor and all stuff so it it, it felt more like easter eggs yeah because it's not a full 30 minutes for each yeah there's no long all outrageous explanation for everything. Oh yeah, hey, real quick, let's do this. Yeah, like I could honestly say, like you watch this film and then you go back, or actually for the first time watch this series, you will actually look back on the movie and be like, oh, that made sense, or those little jokes or little things that you probably didn't find funny the first time. They make more. I feel like he was he literally made this movie for the fans. Yeah. But some fans just take it as, oh, like, that's not my monsters. Yeah, I can see people doing that. They're gatekeeping way too much. They're over gatekeeping. Yeah, I mean, you gotta... You gotta let people experience it for themselves. If you show somebody the black and white TV show... There's people that aren't going to want to even watch it or give it a shot. But this you can use as a gateway just uh, to, to let them in. The one thing you should probably do is just skip the whole Sonny and Cher song. Cause that was, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I really don't like that song anyway. It didn't need to be in there. Oh, wait. I, I laughed wrong. <laughs> Well, you make sure to stomp your foot on the ground, too. Oh, no, I have a desk, so I got to pound the shit out the desk. Give me do that. But I did. It was kind of neat. They did the same thing with the shoes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like To make them bigger and everything. I mean, you got to hire a pretty tall guy to try and be Frankenstein's monster. You know, but. To over exaggerate it with the shoes like they did in the show, that was nice. Yeah. We actually spoke a lot about the movie without actually bringing up the full premise of the film. So if you haven't gotten the idea, it, it is a, I want to say, a romantic story, <laughs> comedy, cheesy movie about how Lily met Herman, um, how Grandpa did not like Herman. And how they ended up from the old country to America. Uh, they got tricked out of Grandpa's castle. castle. Yeah. I still don't get how, I, if the castle belongs to Grandpa, how can Herman sign the deed and say, oh, here you go? I, that's what I want to know. You, you know, 
the magic. That's what well, it is. Hold on. Th- there is a clause that I thought about while watching the movie, or th- like you know, like for some stupid reason it popped in my head, but I think it's just my over imagination of thinking of it. Like, you know how some things, like some deeds like that, say, in case of untimely demise or in case of death. Uh, you would have the power to to sign these documents over or anything like that. Like power of attorney. Yeah, he would he would have to give Herman power of attorney, and there's no way he would do that. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe they have a certain law in the old country. Who knows? But like I was thinking, and th- see, I overthought it like really hardcore. But it, to me, it fit it. I guess. Like I didn't think. Ah, oh, shit. Well, that, now that sounds stupid. But the way I thought it was because grandpa is a vampire and he's dead. Yeah. That he then Hermit would have the right to. Yeah, but Hermit's dead too. Hermit's technically alive just with a bunch of other parts. Dead parts. Yeah. But he, he was still given life. It's all in all, dude. I see why people pan on it, yes, but I think they're they're just it's just people trying to to they're overthinking it. That's what I think. Or people are just like they they don't like something. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's what it is. It's just they're overthinking it. They're not uh, letting themselves be open to the possibilities of whatever. Yeah. Actually, if you remember um, when we did your birthday bash episode, I was kind of iffy. I was on the on the ropes about the film. I was huh. about how I didn't like, like the lighting. I, I would rather it been like more grittier, more like... After a while, I, I even forgot about the lighting and all that stuff. You know? Yeah. It's kind of went with the punches, went with the whole thing. And to me, the movie, when I don't like a movie, a movie feels like forever. It didn't feel like that. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I did look up runtime, and there were parts of it where I was like, okay, this is going to roll. But it, nothing really felt like it dragged on for too long, you know. Even the old Paris thing. Yeah, that they had, was a little unnecessary. Yeah, but it was but, their honeymoon, I guess. And then, you know, the grandpa had to meet up with them over there and everything, so. Yeah, that part was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, and that's what I like too. Like you know how Herman always said, like the little stuff about, oh, like the room service here is bad. They always throw the things to me from across the hall. Yeah. You know, like little things like that. All I kept thinking about, like, was little jokes like that from the '60s, mm-hmm. little quirks like that from the '60s. So, I remember somebody told me, they're like, oh, well, that was just stupid. I'm like, have you watched the original show? Like. Have you literally watched the original show? That's that's the kind of jokes they would say. Mm-hmm. That was that was the uh, appeal, or how do you say the um, 
You want to say the appeal? No. That was the like the charm, charm of the show. Yeah. It was the, the charm of the show. So I No, I get it. There was some of the jokes that Herman would say in the show he's saying in the other thing. So all in all, I thought the ending was a little anticlimactic. The whole like yeah, Herman sold the house. And then whatever happens at the end. I'm I don't wanna say it. it's too too soon in the movie, probably people need a chance to watch it. Yeah, give everyone a chance to watch it. Yeah, and it at the end, that's where I felt like it was. I like I'm I'm on the fence on this one because Mm -hmm. I felt like it's anticlimactic, but at you like you said, it feels like a pilot. It feels like a legit ending to an episode. Mm -hmm. And like the way when it when it ended, I was all like, I kind of went, "That's it," but then at the same time, that's where I thought, well. With a good episode. Yeah, it's it's an ending to an episode of a TV show where okay, tune in next week to see what happens now. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. actually, even now talking about this film, I'm actually liking it more. <laughs> and I, I mean, I like the film. I thought I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I guess we'll take our our rating, our shot ratings. One to five shots, Mr. V, what you give this movie? Uh, I say three and a half. I mean, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but there were things that could have been improved. Yeah. Three and a half shots sounds good. Three and a half shots. I, I, you know, I'll match your three and a half shots. I honestly think, yeah, three and a half was actually. Uh, it's it's a pretty good number to to hit. Uh, I was actually gonna do two and a half coming into it. Not gonna lie, I felt that the movie was watchable. Yeah, uh, not the greatest thing in the world. There's the acting's a little over the top, like we've mentioned. It, it feels like they're spoofing characters when you're trying to make an actual movie on the characters. Yep. So. But I've noticed that when, as you watch the movie, those are the first things you feel, but the characters grow on you mm-hmm. as the movie progresses. Like you nitpick in the beginning, but then as it goes, you kind of forget about it and you start feeling like those characters are the characters. Yeah, it's it's pretty much how it is. You, you go in and you're like, well, this isn't how they work. This is now, well, and then you've got to view it as a prequel and forgive it a little bit because it's a prequel, and people aren't the same in their 30s as they were in their 20s, 40s to 20s, you know. So, there's a little bit of that you can kind of put into it, but yeah, as it goes on, it. it it gets to be a little where you can overlook the mm. thing if you think about it that way. Yeah, so 
three and a half, three and a half. That brings her overall rating to a seven. Yep. Actually, not not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. So yep. that's that's the that's the greatest part about it. Uh it was not a complete disaster. Exactly. Um well where could they find you at, Mr. V? Look for me on the whole internet thing. Elsid the first, E L C I D the first. All right. You can find me at XXLeoX, RTD2XX on the Instagram for the entire podcast. Where could they find us at? On the gram in my generation podcast, all one word. Oh, yeah. And make sure to watch out because we will be doing the Pocky Half a Chip Challenge. Half a Chip. <laughs> Half a Chip because. Actually, you know what? I thought this would be more expensive. They were like six ninety nine at H E B. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. Like even uh, the guy, our coworker that took it, he said if you cannot handle that much spicy, and I've seen him eat really spicy shit. He's like, it's best for to eat like split it between three. I'm we're gonna split it. I'm gonna do it at work. Hell no, I'm, we're going to we're going to the apartment. Alright. Yep. Uh, be sure to check out that video. Um, I feel like there's much more to talk about this film, like, but I I don't want to spoil too much. I think we were spoiled enough, but but it's like the main. Yeah. Question. We spoiled a bit. We've gained, we've got given general plot guidelines, but we haven't gone in depth into every scene or anything. Then go ahead, give it a watch, guys. Yeah, oh. just give it a watch. There you go. All right. Till next time.